The reading is from The Wisdom of Forgiveness, a conversation between Victor Chang and the Dalai Lama. Victor Chang asks, does the ability to forgive your enemies make a difference to one's spiritual progress? Yes, there is no doubt, the Dalai Lama replies. It can change one's life. To reduce hatred and other destructive emotions, you must develop their opposites, compassion and kindness. If you have strong compassion, strong respect for others, then forgiveness is made easier. How do you cultivate compassion and respect for those who have harmed you, Victor asked. I use a meditation technique called giving and taking, the Dalai Lama explained. I make visualizations, send my positive emotions, like happiness, affection to others. Then I visualize receiving their suffering, their negative emotions. I do this every day. I pay special attention to those Chinese who are doing terrible things to the Tibetans. So as I meditate, I breathe in their hatred, fear, and cruelty, and I breathe out compassion and forgiveness. I take inside my body all these bad things. Then I replace poisons with fresh air, giving and taking. I take care not to blame others or to blame myself. This meditation is very effective. It's useful to reduce hatred, useful to cultivate forgiveness. Aren't stories of granting forgiveness under extraordinary circumstances inspiring? Inspiring, yes, but this story of the Dalai Lama reminds me once again that I am not the Dalai Lama. (laughs) I've struggled to forgive far lesser offenses. As a young adult, I was betrayed in a love relationship. I was very hurt, yet prayed for the good to come out of it, and yet almost simultaneously wanted to slash the tires of the betrayers. (laughs) Of course, I didn't slash anyone's tires, and I was lucky that I knew that the first step in forgiveness is facing your own anger. But the depth of the hurt that I felt, the resulting upheaval in my life and my own bruised ego, made me wonder when and how I could ever forgive them. But I didn't want to stay stuck in my anger. Wanting to forgive another or yourself is the beginning of a long journey. Forgiveness is a journey we choose to begin, and yet its destination is a mystery even to us. And I want to say to you here that you do not have to forgive to be good. 
Failure to forgive does not guarantee your limitation or anguish. I do not know all that you have experienced. Only you know if and when you can offer forgiveness. Facing forgiveness before we are ready only creates a fake resolution that exists in our head, but not really in our heart. It is also important to say that forgiving is not forgetting. The wounds of the past stay with us, but the healing gifts of the journey of forgiveness are many. When you forgive someone who has wronged you, you are spared the dismal corrosion of bitterness and wounded pride. When somebody you've wronged forgives you, you are spared the dull and self-diminishing throb of a guilty conscience. For both parties, forgiveness means the freedom again to be at peace inside our own skin, and maybe even to be glad in one another's company. A friend of mine was a lay leader of another Unitarian Universalist congregation. She was in despair about hurtful things others said about her and to her, questioning her motives for a stance she took in the congregation on some issue. She distanced herself from the congregation for more than a year. She was so hurt. She and I had dinner one day. I asked how she was doing. I was a bit surprised when she said, I decided to give those folk, forgive those folks in my congregation. I let go of it. I said, I'm so glad you've been hurt enough. She smiled and nodded in recognition at the truth of this. It's too bad Unitarian Universalists don't have a ritual around forgiveness and reconciliation. Personally, I think we threw the baby out with the bathwater on this one. Most religious traditions have a liturgy, ritual, or process for reconciliation. Most years, we lift up forgiveness at Yom Kippur, and I am always grateful for it. But a more regular practice would do us all good. Other religious traditions use processes or spiritual practices of forgiveness that are remarkably consistent, acknowledging the need for relationship in wrongdoing, admitting in some way one's responsibility, mending the wrong, accepting forgiveness, making a commitment to try not to make the same mistakes again, and celebration for being able to start again. Forgiveness does not guarantee that two people will be reunited. One person can forgive another without the other person's knowledge or involvement. But reconciliation requires both parties to go beyond forgiveness. There needs to be a redrawing of the boundaries of the relationship and an agreement 
about how they will be with one another in the future. Reconciliation requires both parties to be open to change. That journey allows them to come together again in mutual trust. True reconciliation comes not through the words, I'm sorry and I forgive you, but with actions that confirm that there can be trust again. Many years ago, when I came out to my parents as a lesbian, the conversation did not go as I had hoped. They were shocked, confused, and scared, I think. The conversation pretty much ended when the word evil was said. I was hurt and shocked. I had never known them to respond this way to anything. I knew it would be a long road back if indeed we could ever restore our relationship. I knew that words would not be enough. I continued to go and attend family gatherings, but they, I was never really comfortable at that point, and the emotional distance between my parents and I grew. But neither they nor I severed our relationship. We reached out to one another in the small ways as we could. Before I headed off to Divinity School in Berkeley, the whole family gathered for a special dinner. Afterwards, my parents and I said goodbye to one another. I think we both had a sense of the distance and the years that might intervene before we saw one another again. I was in Berkeley for three years. Before graduating from Star King, I wrote my parents, letting them know that I had met and fallen in love with a woman from Connecticut, and I would return there to live in the neighboring town to theirs. I wrote them that I hoped they would be able to share with me in the joy that love brings. I extended this olive branch that also communicated my expectations so that we could return to right relations. My parents greeted me and my partner warmly when we returned to Connecticut, and family ties were renewed and strengthened. Do you see in that the process of reconciliation? We did not intend it, but it happened. While we can't force forgiveness, we can open our hearts to the desire to forgive and to be forgiven through practices that help us recognize that we are all imperfect and deserving of the mercy of forgiveness. Let's now briefly engage in a spiritual practice of forgiveness. I appreciate that guided meditation may not be your style, but try it 
and I urge you to find your own practice of forgiveness. I invite you to close your eyes, focus your attention on your breath, and follow your breath to the silence deep within. Think of someone you find difficult to deal with or to forgive. Take a moment to feel that person in front of you, keeping them at a distance that feels safe to you. See them as the whole person they are. Begin to relax the iron grip of your resentments, to let go of anger. Let your breath help you with that. If you feel ready, say to them, I forgive you, and allow them to be forgiven. If you just can't say those words yet, try, I trust that I will get to forgiveness. Forgiveness is at hand. Take a deep breath and let it go as you feel your connection with them shift and let that experience fade. Now bring into your heart the image of someone you wish to ask for forgiveness. Say to them, for anything I did that caused you pain, I ask for your forgiveness. Open to the possibility of forgiveness. Say to them, for what I did that caused you pain, I ask for your forgiveness. Now bring an image of yourself into your heart, open to the possibility of self-forgiveness. Say to yourself, I forgive myself. I forgive myself. Take a couple of deep breaths. Feel what forgiveness or the opening of forgiveness is like for you. And come back to the room when you are ready. We never know when or how forgiveness will arrive. To let go is to fear less and to love more. May it be so.